you do have to find your niche. You do have to find your ideal client. And I do believe that your ideal client is always changing because as your business is growing, you know, you're, you're pulling in different aspects of your business. This is Debbie and welcome to another episode of The Offbeat Life, where I speak to inspiring individuals who ditched the norm to become location independent. We'll learn how to create sustainable laptop lifestyles from the experts that will help us achieve freedom from our nine to five. Hey friend, are you looking to land a remote gig ASAP? Well, did you know that we not only have a ton of online jobs you can apply to on our site, but now we are also sending them straight to your inbox. I'm happy to announce that we will be sending our email subscribers legit online jobs every Wednesday. We have done hours of research so you don't have to. If you want to be the first one to hear about the remote gigs we find, go to theoffbeatlife.com to subscribe. In this week's episode, I speak with Tina, who is a WordPress expert and tech educator. She escaped the city to live in a small town with her hubby and fur babies, where she began her entrepreneurial journey. With over four years in the corporate marketing world, she decided to pursue her passion for web design and tech. She discovered that many women starting their entrepreneurial journey could not afford a designer in the beginning stages. This is where the WordPress Made Easy course came alive. To empower women to DIY their website, learn the skills, and feel confident. Listen on to find out how Tina teaches how to make the tacky stuff easy so entrepreneurs can focus on growing their business. Hey everyone, thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to speak with our guest today. I am here with Tina. Hey, Tina, how are you? Hey, Debbie, I'm great. How are you? I am wonderful. Can you tell us about you and why you live an offbeat life? Oh my gosh, freedom. Freedom is the number one. Living the offbeat life and being able to do what you want and not have to answer to anyone but yourself. I love that. And I think most of us really get into the remote work, being remote entrepreneurs, because we have so much more freedom in our lives. And I'm sure that was one of the main things that really attracted you to this type of lifestyle. So can you tell us how were you able to start the journey that you're on and tell us a little bit more of what you do right now? Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. Just when I think back to how everything started, it just blows my mind. But I feel like every entrepreneur kind of feels like that. They just stumbled upon one thing and it kept going and here you are, right? (laughs) So I actually, I'm originally from Toronto, Ontario in Canada and lived in a big city, you know, nine to five every day, you know, trying to rise up the corporate ladder. You want a bigger salary, you want a nicer office, all these things. And I remember this was a few years ago now, but I remember quitting my job because I was contracted at a position and long story short, I was like, I can't do this anymore. You know, everyone gets so frustrated with their nine to five. And my partner, my boyfriend, he's like, well, you can't just sit around the house. And I was like, I know. So I took up odd jobs. You know, I was trying to do the serving thing. I actually even did Uber driving for a little bit which is crazy because there's not a lot of Uber driving women. Yeah, long story short, I essentially picked up this one woman. She was originally from Ireland and she, you know, was chatting to me and she's like, oh, I'm in marketing. And I was like, oh, I love marketing and I love, you know, anything digital. And she recommended some courses to me. And I was like, oh, I should check those out. 
I purchased a few courses just to see what it would be like. And then from there, my partner and I, we actually wanted to hop on a sailboat and live on a sailboat in the Caribbean for a year. And that's sort of how I was like, okay, well, how am I going to pay, you know, our way, right? <laughs> so we were so close to buying a boat, a sailboat. We had everything. We were selling things <laughs> and oh my gosh, it was such a crazy journey. And then a hurricane came through uh, North Carolina and it actually hit where our sailboat was. The sailboat wasn't damaged and we actually didn't go through with the sail. So it was sort of like a blessing. But our next move was just to move across the country to Kelowna, BC, which is a smaller town, especially compared to Toronto. And we both quit our jobs and we were like, you know what, we're just going to figure it out. And fast forward two years later, here I am. And <laughs> you know, you're just, I don't even know, time flies. And now I am educating women on how to DIY their websites, how to learn tech to automate their businesses. I've done website design for so many clients and I'm constantly learning myself, right? Entrepreneurship is one of those things you're always learning. Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook, the algorithms are changing. I mean, you name it, you have to do it all and you have to learn all the skills and, and hire and fail and succeed. So that is my short story on how I kind of came to be. Well, that is an amazing story. And definitely little things can, well, not little things. I mean, a hurricane is a big thing. It definitely yeah. changed the trajectory <laughs> of your whole entire story. Who knows where you would be right now? Maybe still in the middle of the ocean somewhere. Oh my gosh, right? <laughs> I mean, we are still hoping to do that one day. That's definitely, I think, our dream. We had it all lined up, ready to go. We, mind you, we have two dog doggos now, right? <laughs> but it's, it's definitely one of our dreams. And we're like, you know what, like if you can work remotely on your laptop in a cafe, like a couple hours a day, you know, whenever you need to, why not? Like, why not do something crazy? And we met so many people who were sailing and with their dogs and loving life. And, you know, you're not spending much because all you have are your belongings on a sailboat. So we hope that one day that dream will come alive. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure you're going to have a floating home one of these days. I'm sure it'll be sooner <laughs> rather than later. So that's going to be so exciting. Exactly. You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when you first started, you didn't have a niche yet. How did you decide on the expertise that you have right now to really dig deeper into it and to help other people create their own sites? So I actually, I've always been a creative person. So I loved putting things together, whether it's little mock-ups or even drawing. Like when I was a kid, I used to love drawing and putting scrapbooks together and everything like that. So I felt, you know, working with my hands and working on the computer, I was super tech savvy. And when I started, I actually started off as an administrative assistant, so like a VA. And I was like, this must be my niche. And I felt like it was, and I just wanted to do a little bit of creative design on the side. But as my own skills grew and, you know, you are getting into the entrepreneur space and you're learning all the new roles that you can become, right? I mean, Pinterest manager, Instagram, anything like that, you really start to define your own skill set. And I think that's also how you find your niche. And I started just building websites for clients and um, for friends and family around here. And they were loving it and I was loving it and I was loving the process and I was getting better at it. And I sort of fell into it. But once you do find that, you do have to find your niche. You do have to find your ideal client. And 
I do believe that your ideal client is always changing because as your business is growing, you're pulling in different aspects of your business, whether it's like trying to master Pinterest, trying to master copywriting and your ideal client does change a little bit, but that is sort of how I found my niche is just trying to do market research, ask people. And I was lucky enough that I loved website design. So it was just working with small businesses that needed help that needed that expertise to bring their website to life and to bring their business to life, Um, especially because we're in such a tech age that you need to be online, right? It's not just a website anymore. It's a website with a portfolio and your Instagram and your Facebook and Pinterest connected. So like all these things bring it to life. So that was how I sort of found my niche. It definitely intertwines with so many different things and you learn as you go, like you said, Tina, and For most of us, that's where we really figure out what we love the most and what type of niche that we're going to go into. Now, it seems like a huge leap, right? When you left corporate to starting your own business. And for a lot of people listening to this, it's like, oh my gosh, it almost seems like it's impossible because there's so many things to learn. There's so many things that will be an obstacle for you. How did you prepare for that, Tina? How did you make that big change and make sure that it becomes more sustainable for you in the long term? Absolutely. You know what, Debbie, it's one of those things. And I'm almost positive every entrepreneur is going to say this, just go for it. Yes, I know some of us aren't as lucky. Some of us, we do need to pay bills. Bills will never die. (laughs) I wish they would, but they won't, (laughs) Um, right? I mean, we do have lives. Some people rent, some people have homes, some people have cars. Like you don't know, you know, maybe you're not an entrepreneur who lives in Bali and all you have to do is pay for rent, right? It's really about knowing that, you know what, if you have some money in the bank and you feel comfortable taking that leap because I do believe consistency trumps skill, especially on Instagram and on Facebook and getting those clients. It's consistency. It's showing up every single day and it's posting and it's engaging and it's nurturing that audience. And it's very difficult to do that with a nine to five. A lot of women do do that. A lot of entrepreneurs They hustle in their nine to five and then they go home and then they work another few hours after. And I did that for a little bit too. I actually had a nine to five coming over from one province to the other because I was lucky enough that my job was like, you know what, you can go remote for a little while. And I did, but it was, it was tough. And I completely understand that it's not easy, but just know that that grit and that, that motivation that you have for working in your nine to five and hustling after hours is what's going to make it or break it because you now have that determination, that motivation to leave that nine to five, but you're never going to be ready. There's never going to be enough money in the bank. There's never going to be, okay, just one more client, just two more clients and I can leave. Right. I really truly believe it's, you just have to go for it and just take the leap and know that the money will come. And especially if you already have a few clients and you're understanding the business a little bit more and you've got the skills because the first six months, you're pretty much learning all the skills, right? Especially if you've never done any remote work, if you're just getting into graphic design or virtual assistant work, it's going to take you time to learn the platforms and to learn the processes that you want for your business. So I truly believe that it's once you learn those and you start getting clients and you start understanding the workflow, 
then it's really up to you on when you're going to take that leap. You're never going to be ready. There's, Like I mentioned, there's never going to be enough money in the bank. <laughs> there's never, mm-hmm. it's just up to you to be able to take that leap. Yeah. I wish we had like a you're ready button. And, <laughs> and oh then, my gosh. Right? <laughs> that wouldn't that be awesome? But you're right. It's, you know, Tina, it's, it's always good to hear this because so oftentimes you have to start even when you're not ready. And that's when you should just take that leap because you're always going to be waiting for the rest of your life if you just keep waiting for some sort of sign, right? So, oh my gosh, please. Is there a sign that says like, <laughs> it's just like a great neon sign saying this way. And then there's the button that says you're ready. Yeah. I would be, I, I would be in for that. <laughs> you know, it's like, this is your time to leave your nine to five. And yeah. this is when you'll scale. I wish, I wish it was like that. I mean, the role, it's the roller coaster of life with entrepreneurship. It's like your own business. It's like amazing for a few months. And then you're like in the dumps and you're like, why am I even doing this? Like, <laughs> I'm just going to quit this and go back to a nine to five. It is not sunshine and rainbows on either side. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's only a matter of where you want to see yourself. You know, nine Absolutely. to fives, I feel like nine to fives are always going to be be there and they're always going to be like a backup plan for all of us. Like if yeah. for some reason none of this works, we can always go back to that nine to five. But starting your own business, starting your own thing, it may not be there or you may not have the right opportunity. I mean, for a lot of people, if you're still single right now or even if you have a partner and you don't really have children, this is the best time to do it. You have a lot more time. So, you know, it's probably not going to happen again when you have children. You have so much more responsibilities and so much more headaches. So if you're in that position, and I'm pretty sure the people who have children listening to this are saying, yes, that's true. (laughs) You know what? I, you made such a good point. It's like the nine to five will always be there. But your business, it's like you have to create that. You have to make that moment happen. So many of us are dreaming of the laptop lifestyle when it's we own laptops. Everyone has a computer. Everyone has an iPad. Everyone has an iPhone. Look at all the incredible fitness women who just hopped on their phones and started taking pictures of themselves just to keep themselves accountable and to share with the world. And next thing you know, they have a million followers and they're making so much money almost by accident because it was just something that they picked up and Instagram is free marketing. I mean, why would you not take advantage of something like that? And same with Pinterest, like free marketing, but we all have access to computer. We all have access to internet. I mean, there is no startup fee, (laughs) right? (laughs) If you think of it that way, and just as you mentioned, the nine to five will be there. Worst case scenario, you know what? You fail, you can go back to a nine to five, but the best thing to is to fail, to learn, and then to start another business. Like that is what you want. That is the ultimate goal, right? Is to fail and just keep going. (laughs) So I I agree. And I mean, all the moms listening who think, you know what? I can't start a business. Heck, I follow so many epic moms that just share their lives and are making money too and are just enjoying it because they get to share their photos of their kids. They get to take beautiful photos of their family. And yes, it's a highlight reel. And we all know that they're probably pulling their hair out on the other end because (laughs) you do get those slides where they're like, I had the most terrible day. My kids aren't perfect, but it's really just picking up and going. Like if you want to start making kids clothes for your community, start there. You can do anything. You can sell anything, whatever people need, you can make just do it. (laughs) 
<laughs> One of the things that you also mentioned, Tina, is you don't live in Asia, right? We often hear people saying, oh, you know, our money goes a longer way when you live in other countries, like in South America, in Southeast Asia, and Asia, and even Eastern Europe. But it's also great to hear from people like you who are not in those places and are able to make this sustainable. Because I also want to emphasize that this is not just about leaving where you are. You know, there's some people that like where they are. They love their neighborhood. They love their city. They're willing to pay for it because they just love it so much. But you can also also create this lifestyle from anywhere. So <laughs> this is not just for those people that want to travel, who want to live in Southeast Asia. This is for everybody. So I love that you are showing us this and, you know, who knows where you're going to be a few years from now, but right now you're making this sustainable. Absolutely. And I mean, it's, you know, we did move to a smaller city. I won't lie. We don't live in a, in a big, you know, uh, concrete jungle, so to speak. That's what I like to call Toronto. It's kind of like New York. It's very, it's very large and it is expensive. And we do live in a smaller town. I wouldn't say I live with a horse and buggy, but Um, we do live in a smaller town and, but everyone here, it's crazy. Everyone here is an entrepreneur. They own their own businesses. Everything is local, the wine, the crafts. We have farmer's markets on the weekends. You know, there is, I volunteer for a charity in town that is called Mamas for Mamas and they help women and children and families. And it's so empowering to be a part of that community. It's how could you not want to have your own business and be able to be a part of something like that. Right. So it's not even about, I mean, I would love to go to Bali, but I also don't mind having money in the bank living here and then traveling all over the world, right. On vacations and having more vacation time. Cause it's your own time. You can take your laptop anywhere. So, uh, I mean, it really depends on what people want to do. And yes, you see everyone, you know, living in Bali, as you mentioned, and living in Southeast Asia and affording, barely anything, but how incredible is it to be able to live in a city where you call home near your family and still be able to take now five vacations a year instead of just the two weeks? You just have to think outside the box and know that anything is possible. Yeah. Now let's go back to when you first started your business and you knew you were going to do this. How did you land your first client? Oh my goodness. How did I? Oh man, I actually am a huge fan of Facebook groups. I did not know there were hundreds of incredible Facebook groups for women entrepreneurs. I think Facebook is amazing for that. And I have learned a lot over the last few years where my resources can come from. But I landed my first client on a Facebook group and you know, you're competing and You are sharing your portfolio, aka why you should have a website. (laughs) But yeah, I actually landed my first client on Facebook and it was actually a a travel blog, funny enough, for a girl in Ireland. So it was super cool. We got to connect and I gave, you know, I had a low price at that point because I just needed to build up my portfolio and needed to fine tune my process. So I found my first client there and, you know, built her blog out and, went through some struggles because, you know, your first client, you're always nervous and you're like, I just want to do the best that I can. And, but it turned out so well. She loved her website and she's still working on it. So that's fantastic. And she's still writing and doing all of that fun stuff. So that's where, that's where my first client came from. 
<laughs> I love when you find those Facebook groups because it is, it's like a whole lot of people who can potentially be your clients and they're just all in one space. So I oh also gosh, love that. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> How much money did you actually save when you set off to start your business and how did you make it last? So I actually didn't have that much in the bank. I had maybe a couple grand, maybe two to 4,000 ish, I would say. And I was still, like I mentioned, working the nine to five remotely for my other company in Ontario because they just for the interim for a few months so I can get situated, find a place here. But I left that not very long after, maybe a few months. My partner, he was like, just go for it. He's like, what's the worst that's going to happen? He's like, we do have a place. We are okay. He was working. And after that, I was like, you know what? Let's just, let's just go. So (laughs) I think I probably had like two to 4,000, you know, made sure my spending, I wasn't spending on clothes. We just had groceries, our rent. You really do have to watch your finances. You know, when we do have money coming in every two weeks from a corporate job, it's easy to just swipe that card or pay for things and buy things. But when you are on a budget, money leaves your bank account much faster than it's coming in. And then you're, you're feeling like you're living paycheck to paycheck, which you kind of are the biggest advice that I could give anyone wanting to do that. And if they have, you know, two, 10,000, whatever in the bank, write down everything you are spending, make a habit of it. Because when you visualize your spending habits, you are going to be so good at it that you will not want to spend a single dime. And I think that is the key thing because if you do not see your money coming in, if you do not watch your money going out, you will lose track of it. And I think that is the one thing that I failed at in the beginning was not separating my finances, not separating, you know, my business and my personal. I'm not saying that you need to get a, you know, a business bank account right away, but at least open up a different account in your bank whether it's a savings account or another checking account and separating those finances. Because if you can't visualize them, you will just feel so lost and you, you'll be, you won't have a hold of your money. But if you can visualize it, if you can write it down every single day, make that a habit, you will be surprised at how long that couple grand can last. So that is definitely important. And also it's easier for tax purposes if you are able to separate that because at the end of the year or, you know, when taxes are going to be due, you're going to be pulling out your hairs (laughs) because you don't know how you spent it. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And that's one thing you don't want to do is, you know, feel like you didn't put anything away. Right. So I agree there. It's, it's great to separate it. And um, I think that would be my, my uh, biggest takeaway just from the, I would say not the mistakes that I did, but the things that I could have improved on for sure. Yeah. So what is the biggest setback that you would say you encountered as an entrepreneur and how do you handle those setbacks? Motivation. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would say motivation is one of them. You know, it comes and goes. It's something that you wake up with and you are gung-ho, you're ready to go. You have content, you know, you have things going, you've got things on your plate And the next day you could wake up and feel like you have nothing and you feel like you're struggling. You can't think of content. You don't know where your next client is coming from. And I thought I was the only one on the planet who felt this way, (laughs) but you're not because everyone feels this way at some point. And it's a roller coaster, 
right? Especially in the beginning when things aren't consistent, but you have to stay consistent. And I think it's building those habits that allow us to keep that motivation and that consistency. So it's waking up every morning and not looking at your phone right away and giving yourself that anxiousness that you have a million DMs or a million emails because you're trying to find leads, right? It's waking up and creating those patterns that create joy and positivity because those make the ultimate difference. I see a lot of women now saying, I don't have the motivation to, I've been dragging my feet on my website or I've been dragging my feet on my freebie or I don't have this ready yet. And that's the lack of motivation, but they are not putting in the proper steps to continue that, right? And I think that is the biggest thing that a lot of people struggle with is, yes, when you're struggling, it's how do I, how do I keep going? Right. So I would say that would, that was my biggest setback and it, and it can be all the time, even when you do have consistent income, right. It's thinking of what, what's next, what's the next thing. Yeah. And also sometimes you feel like, oh, okay, well I did enough. What, what else am I going to do? It's like also when you don't have ideas, it's also unmotivating when things are slowing down, it's unmotivating. It's honestly, I think being an entrepreneur is like being bipolar one day. It's really great. The next day it's really bad. And you're like, oh my God, it's always I love up that. and down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh my gosh. That's I'm using that next time. Bipolar. <laughs> that is exactly <laughs> what entrepreneurship feels like. It's like one day, it's great. The next day you're like, what am I even doing? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. It's like one day you're like, oh my God, I'm like on top of the world. And the next day you're like, I just want to crawl under a rock because this sucks. Pretty much. (laughs) That is absolutely accurate. (laughs) (laughs) But we're crazy because we love it. Like it's still what we like to do. So yeah, we're the crazy ones. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I know. Right. And it's, I just think to back to hating my nine to five and wanting to get out of it. And here, I don't hate my job. Like I, yes, we have terrible days. And there are some days I just want to sit on the couch, watch Netflix and eat a bag of chips. I mean, <laughs> that I'm human. There is no way around that. But I know that the next day and even just, you know, scrolling through Instagram and watching other inspirations, go through Pinterest, like inspire yourself. I find reading a book is oh my gosh, it gets my gears turning that at night I can't even sleep because I'm like, I have a million and one ideas. Like I need to just go sit at my computer at one o'clock in the morning and start banging things out. Right. So it's just finding that, but you're right. You don't, I feel like we're the crazy ones, right? It's just, you get that fire in you and you don't hate it. You're just like, Oh, I'm having a bad day. And that's okay. We're all human. We're allowed to have a bad day. Yeah. And uh, sitting in front of Netflix and eating chips, that's like every other day for me. So (laughs) (laughs) well, I'm so glad because we're BFFs now because I love doing that too. So Dina, what are some of the best resources that you have used to start your business and also maybe make your tasks easier? Oh my goodness. So many. And it's crazy how much I know, but I don't know. And I feel like that's like every person you find really cool things on the internet. (laughs) And that's what I love teaching, right? Like that's I guess where my business has turned to and I was teaching or I was doing website design and now I teach women how to DIY their own websites, but also I find the coolest tech around. So actually my two favorites right now is one of them is called shift. So it's an, I would say an application for your desktop. I use an Apple computer, so it's on my desktop, but because I have three Gmail accounts, so I have my business, my personal, and then I have a client, I can actually have all my Gmail accounts 
and other applications within this one app. It's amazing. You don't have to toggle through desktop, like nothing. It is all in one space. We all know with Gmail, it's you have like seven tabs open on the internet. It's just like a mess where with Shift, it keeps it all in one place. So it keeps it organized, which is fantastic for someone who has multiple emails. So I highly recommend that. And my next one is Kartra. It's a project management tool. Anyone out there, I know if you're a new entrepreneur, this might not apply to you, but it's great to know in the future or someone who's looking to build a course, have everything in one place. It pretty much does it all for you. You can have membership websites, you can have landing pages and thank you pages and checkout pages, and it has your email marketing in there. So you pay for one thing and it's all in there and it just automates itself. So it's just, it's the coolest thing. (laughs) And I love it. (laughs) I love that. I love when everything is in one place and you don't have to keep going to so many different apps and softwares because that, again, that just adds to the headache with everything. So I love that. Oh, it does. Yeah, exactly. Let's fast forward to 30 to 40 years from now and you're looking back at your life. What legacy would you like to leave and what do you want to be remembered for? Oh my gosh. Well, A, I hope I'm living on a beach in a hut, first of all, (laughs) thinking and reminiscing about the life that I had here. Um, But I want to be known for someone who is an educator. I think that I want to teach. I've always wanted to teach and I want to leave that behind knowing that I have courses and freebies and just a school. That is my goal, to have a school, a place where you know, new entrepreneurs can go to learn it all, learn from amazing other entrepreneurs and have resource libraries and just have a school. I think it's so important. There's so many things we, we didn't even learn ourselves in school, AKA taxes, (laughs) because tax season for everyone is so stressful. What if you could have a place to go to and somewhere online and someone is like an accountant is teaching you how to do things properly, where to save, what you can write off. I mean, That is so important. And I want to hopefully be able to have a school that people can remember me by while I'm sitting on a beach. (laughs) (laughs) I love that because I don't think most of us here in North America or pretty much most of the places in the world are being taught how to really handle our money properly. I think that should be one of the most important things we should be learning in the schools since like day one, since we can like walk because that's most of our issues. So yeah, that would be great. (laughs) Yeah, right. I couldn't agree more. So are you working on anything currently that is really exciting to you? So right now I'm actually revamping my own website, which I am so excited to be able to provide more free resources. And I have a Facebook group for tech entrepreneurs. So any new entrepreneurs that want to learn tech, I do free trainings in there and I'm always sharing free information. So that's one of my two biggest things that I'm working on right now. And also just welcoming new students to my WordPress course. So yeah, those are, those are the big ones right now. Perfect. Now, if our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you? They can find me on Instagram. That's sort of where I live day to day at Tina Patricia tech. So T I N A P A T R I C I A T E C H. Perfect. Thank you so much, Tina, for being here with us today. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Debbie. I had so much fun. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Tina. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's 
offbeatlife.com to get the extended interview where she shares how to create DIY WordPress sites as a newbie online entrepreneur. Hey listeners, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Lucky for you, I have created a new site that will help you learn how to launch, grow, and monetize your own show. I offer one-on-one mentorship programs and I'm launching an ebook, How to Create a Profitable Podcast, that can help you take your podcast from hobby to profitable business. Visit howtocreatepodcast.com to learn more. Again, that's howtocreatepodcast.com. See you there. Hey, listeners, thank you for listening to this episode, and I'm so thankful for your support. I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode and get suggestions on guests, topics we can discuss, and so much more. Feel free to reach out at hello at theoffbeatlife.com and let me know what you'd like to hear. If you like the show, don't forget to give us some love and review on iTunes. Thank you again for being a part of this journey, and I can't wait to hear how your location independent story will unfold.